Let's get started and talk about our personal journeys to single parenting. See, my journey has been consistent, but in two different ways. My oldest and first child was a product of an out-of-wedlock relationship that I had. Recently, I watched the movie Coming to America 2. I was a little alarmed and very disappointed that Eddie Murphy would consistently describe an out-of-wedlock child. I can't even bring myself to say it, but we all know the commonalities of the word that starts as a bastard we'll say. I was so offended I kept discussing it with friends of mine because although my daughter was an out-of-wedlock experience, she's my child. She deserves dignity. She deserves respect. For many years, I'd beat myself up over and over again because I allowed this to happen in my life. I was way too smart for that. I mean, come on. I have a master's, completion of a PhD, But yet I allowed myself to become a product, a product of a stereotype in our black community, a single mom. So you can imagine how I felt that as her life began to grow and the guilt and the shame that I kept associating with that experience, I could not parent effectively. I could not parent effectively because I was too caught up in my personal pain. So now we skip ahead. Here I am now in my late 40s, and I'm a single mom by divorce. Yes, my second child was born in wedlock, but the result has been the same. The relationship ended. So I had to come to some strong conclusions about myself. There was a sense of incompleteness that had taken place year after year in my life. And if you're honest with yourself, you know your story even if you're trying to pull strength from minds, or even if you're trying to pass judgment on mine. It's interesting that it's so easy to sit outside of someone's life and judge them for every error that they've made in their life. I got so lost and confused. I kept waiting for someone to save me. Several times there were saviors. Oh, they came in the form of friendships. They came in the form of different men and relationals, experiences that I had. And they also came in the form of persons from churches that I attended. Those were the most appreciative. Yeah, family was also there. But ultimately, when you become a single parent, that is your cross to bear. Those are your personal challenges. Those experiences are going to make or break you. And you can look back and celebrate after those years have gone on, or you can look back and say, I wish I had done things differently. Society of Single Parents is here to give you that strength and empowerment you'll need to find a collective network of single parents that you can sit and discuss different ideas with. I've learned personally about financial growth and empowerment. I've learned about errors, and we will talk about many of the errors that I've made because I'm not coming on this podcast to discuss my perfection. No, instead, I'd rather discuss my flaws because they empower you to be better for your households and your children. I've been on top. I've had some of the best positions, I think, here in Atlanta. But you know what? That's not what got me on a path of personal growth. It's when I finally decided to sit still and really get to know who is B. 
What is B really about? What does she stand for? How is she feeling today? Are you okay? And I had to do wellness checks on myself. Yeah, we're going to dig deep and we're going to talk about mental health and the single parent. And we're going to have some therapists to come forward and talk to us and let us know it's okay to say I'm not okay today. It's okay to say I need some time to myself. See, the gift that I have that a lot of single parents don't have is realization. It takes two to parent. Now, it took Simone's dad some time to get to that point where he wanted to be included. That was partially my fault, selfishness. But I never, ever stopped inviting him into her life. But you know what? He just didn't want to connect with me because of the emotional mess that I seemed to represent. Now, with Sierra's dad, it's a lot different. We were married. We love her. We love her to pieces. So we have been connected since her birth. And no matter what argument may be present in our life, I've never, ever disregarded the importance of her father. And he's never disregarded my importance. Now, I know that's a gift. But I'll tell you this, both my daughters have very different fathers, but they have very good fathers who were designed by God just for them. And I appreciate the lessons that they bring into their daughter's life. You have got to reach a selfless point where you say it's not about how I'm feeling today. It's about making sure they're okay. And how do I make sure they're okay? Let me start by making sure they know that I think it's important that they stay connected to their father. See, a person cannot grow if they don't understand both halves of what caused their own development. It's hindered my growth. And as I have matured through the years and I've had to take a closer microscopic view of my own parents, there have been bonuses. There have been a plus. I was raised in a two-parent household. What's better than that? But there's also those minuses because no parent is perfect and parenting is not an easy job, but we're real quick and easy to sit back in judgment of those who have parented us until we see the flaws in our own parenting. And oftentimes, they are the same flaws that were exemplified in those who parented us. So you can see, it creates a generational impact if a single parent does not address their own mental health needs. So what am I getting at? Did I go into therapy through the years? Did I complete it? Am I still in therapy? Oh, we'll discuss that as time goes on. But do I think it's valuable that you know yourself completely so your children can grow and rise above challenges because they know themselves? Yes. One thing, though, that I've remained consistent in, and that is our children need both their parents. My daughters have heard me say that time and time again. They need both their parents. And those of you who are out here, and you may be in opposition with that other parent, and you don't see a way to bring it back together. Take your emotions out of it. That's not important. What's most important is what's going to be best for your child. <sighs> when this organization first started in 2005, there were over 300 single moms between Atlanta 
and North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina in particular, that were connected. Now that I'm in the rebuilding phases and I'm in a different category, single parent by divorce, I had to reawaken the lens for an organization like this. Why? Because I saw a repeated pattern and I saw that God kept positioning me to speak out on the injustices that I saw. Oh, we're going to discuss many of them. Jobs that we've had to give up, choices we've had to make because we're parenting by ourselves. See, I'm a hands-on parent. I prefer to be involved in the day-to-day life of my child. So we will discuss how do you stay involved when you have to work? How are you going to balance? You're going to build strong, supportive pods, pods to just, that will help you to balance your interests and most importantly, balance your household. Let's talk about your self-esteem. Creating a health, healthy life in a single parent household first starts with having a moderate to high level of self-esteem. The days that you are most challenged will be the days that you have to push through the hardest and realize that in order for you to forgive yourself for anything or in order for you to forgive anyone for anything, you have to be forgiven. We're going to talk about how you strengthen your spiritual connection with God and you ask him to forgive you of all of your shortcomings and all of your sins. We're going to study the book of Esther. Think of that. Esther was an orphan who was taken in by her uncle, Mordecai. And she rose above those challenges of being orphaned to become one of the most talked about women in the Bible. Are you one of those most talked about women in your community? And for what reason? My motivation level goes up, it goes down. I smile when I feel like crying. And then I cry in silence behind closed doors. But I got tired of hiding my tears. I really did. No, I'm not having a good day today. I need some time to myself. It's okay to verbalize that. You need a vision for your life. How can you create a vision for your life? How are you going to help your children to have a strong vision if you don't have one? Hmm. That's a lot of questions. But we're not just here to ask questions. We're going to bring the answers in our next segment when we will have a therapist who will join us and discuss creating a vision for your life, your self-esteem, and also what type of a timeline it will take to be successful. I'm B. White with the Society of Single Parents, and I look forward to speaking with you every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Have a good day.